You're listening to Unleash Her Potential, inspiring women in STEM. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, and welcome to our third episode of Unleash Her Potential, inspiring women in STEM, the podcast where we talk about the highs and lows of being a woman in STEM, also known as science, technology, engineering, and math. I'm your host, Grace, and today we're talking about women in education and science. Today, I am joined by Dr. Isabel Kingsley, a Senior Research Associate for the Office of the Women in STEM Ambassador, a government initiative. She is also the co-founder and former director of the Sydney Science Festival and former Chief of Education and Research Officer for a STEM e-learning company, Aludo. Isabel, thanks so much for joining me today. What inspired you to develop a passion for women in science? I've always been interested in science ever since I was young. I just really liked doing science at school. I always wanted to be a teacher as well. So I thought, well, I love science and I love teaching. I just became a science teacher. And then I thought, this is fun, but I think it could be more fun because as fun as teaching is, there's like marking and planning lessons. I decided to do education programs in museums. I've just always been really excited about sharing that passion for science. I think I was born a teacher. Like when I was little, I used to play teacher. I just love sharing and helping people grow and learn. You're involved with the Office of the Women in STEM and then that's a government initiative. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how you got involved? I work for the Office of the Australian Government's Women in STEM Ambassadors. I guess in 2018, the government was doing a lot to try to get more girls and women participating in STEM. They decided to appoint an ambassador for women in STEM. So they appointed Professor Lisa Harvey Smith. She's an astrophysicist and she became the women in STEM ambassador. And from there, she built an office. Our office basically works with teachers and schools, but also workplaces and government and policymakers to create change to get more girls and women studying STEM and working in STEM. And then not just working in STEM, but staying in those STEM careers and advancing or progressing to those leadership roles. There are fewer and fewer women. It's We call it the leaky pipeline because it's like a pipe with all these little holes in it and the water just drip, drip, drips out. And it's the same. Women seem to drip out of the pipeline as they move forward in their careers. When you get to those senior levels or those leadership levels, there are very few women there. There's approximately 25% women in those senior level roles. That changes based on like the area of science. There are even fewer women in engineering. But there are more women in like health sciences. Our office basically looks at the entire what we'll call the pipeline, right? We work with schools and teachers and, and parents and carers and create education programs that will help excite and inspire and attract young girls into wanting to study STEM. We work with government. We work with policymakers to make sure that we create workplaces that are equitable, that will help keep those women who are working in STEM and science fields there so that they don't drip out. We worked with them, for example, to have flexible workplaces so that women who have 
young children can work flexibly and do their caring responsibilities and be able to work. Or we get workplaces to try to change their parental leave so parents of any gender can take parental leave and share that caring responsibility so that it's not all on women and then they choose to look after family instead of all of these things. We work with those workplaces and those policymakers to make changes so that we keep those women in there. We also make sure that we get those women in those leadership roles because that's so important too. We need women decision makers, women leaders to get those different ideas and perspectives at that like higher kind of leadership level. And for younger girls to have someone as a role model to look up to in their specific field. It's important to have those visible role models. You want to be able to see there are these jobs out there that women are in these roles so that those younger girls can aspire to that. Why do you think that gender equality in STEM is important? I think that gender equality, gender equity, but also just diversity in general is important but especially in science and technology, engineering, maths. When you have a diverse scientific community, you're bringing people with different backgrounds, different experiences, different perspectives and views on things. And that just leads to a bigger pool of ideas. It leads to more innovation and creativity. And in science, we don't want to bring bias into science. Do you think that gender inequality is still present in like science and the fields that you're working in today? And how do you think that we can help resolve this in the future? Gender inequity is still very much present, but there is progress. It's slow. A lot of my work in my job right now is looking at those gender inequities in science and in STEM. And there's quite a few women in those early kind of early career roles. And then it gets progressively worse and worse as women progress in their careers. It's still very much there. And the government has this really great tool called the STEM Equity Monitor, actually, which is an online database. You can see that it's getting better over the years. It's just really slow. I think we really need to come together and really drive more action. We need to not just say this is a problem, but how are we going to fix the problem? And everyone needs to be part of that. We don't want to wait 40, 50, 70 years before we reach gender equity. We want it to happen faster. Targeting education and making sure that everyone thinks that science is for them, not just for boys. That means workplaces need to make sure that their workplaces are inclusive and flexible and all of those things have the right policies in place. That means that government has a massive role to play in that. Have you experienced any discrimination as a woman in STEM? I think that I've been very lucky in my career. When you look at education, it's gender imbalanced, but towards women. And then I moved into museum education, and it's a little bit the same. There are more women in museum workplaces than men. And then from there, when I got into research, I ended up working at the Women in STEM Ambassadors Office. I've had a really privileged experience, and I understand that is not definitely not everyone's experience. But having said that, things are moving in the right direction. Things are changing. There is a lot of effort 
by workplaces, by government, by organizations to do the right thing and to be more gender equitable and to be more diverse and inclusive. How do you think women in STEM can contribute to inspiring and encouraging younger generations of girls to pursue careers in STEM and science and education? I think there's two things that girls and women need to think about. The first is that science or STEM is for everyone. There's this kind of misconception or stereotype or way of thinking for some people that science is more for men than women or engineering is more for what men than women. Science is for everyone. STEM is for everyone. It's really important keeping them back of your mind because those stereotypes are super outdated. And then the second is that you can do anything. You can do absolutely anything. If you like science, if you like to play around with ideas or be creative and curious, then you can be a scientist. If you like tinkering or you like making things, you can go into technology or engineering. Don't let perspectives or cultural kind of stereotypes dictate what you can and can't do. Everything is for everyone and you can be whatever you want. You just do what you want to do, what feels right, or take the opportunities that arise and take it one step at a time. You don't have to decide when you're in high school. You don't have to decide even when you're like in your 40s. You can just keep going with the flow, do whatever you want to do next. Thanks so much for joining me today, Isabel. And thank you for listening to Unleash Her Potential, inspiring women in STEM. Please get in touch. I am always looking for new talent and stories. Our email address is unleashherpotential at gmail.com. And if you like to listen to us, we would love if you could share the podcast on social media and also leave a review. We will see you soon.